Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast, number one Browns podcast on the planet. You got Kevin and Raleigh and returning for the second consecutive week after the draft for a post draft analysis is our good friend, Connor. Connor, sir, how are we doing? Doing well, doing well. What a draft it was. Hey, and we're going to get into your correct predictions here in a second, but I need to apologize to both of you. Yeah, but first, I'll, I will do the talking, and I will dictate where this apology goes. Uh, this is going to be a short episode because Kevin's ass fell asleep uh, after we, the three of us, discussed a specific time to have a podcast. So I drove my car across the street, started buzzing yours and your neighbor's uh, doors, or buzz or whatever, threw my keys against your window, but then you woke up and... So shame on you. So I apologize, John. We were supposed to record at six. I worked, went to the gym, sat down on my couch. And next thing I know, I things are being thrown at the window and my doors being pounded on. I didn't know where I was. I woke up very confused. And then I realized, oh, shoot, I fell asleep and I am not late to our podcast. So I apologize. It doesn't happen. It doesn't. Okay, Ron, I guess like you said, once a year, I fall asleep for one of these things. Apology accepted, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, let's get into the draft. We drafted. We drafted seven guys. And for, I don't know how, what, the fourth, fifth year in a row, uh, Connor, you correctly predicted at least one of our picks. Congratulations. We love to see it. Love to see and it. so I'm, I'm bragging for you, but I'm also bragging for Raleigh and I because we brought you on for our listeners. So we're all winners here. Everybody wins. Spin zone. Spin zone. Um, No, I believe uh, you called Siaki Ika because I remember when you said that we were like, let's go get more of these names up in here. Um, Connor, start very basically your thoughts on the draft overall. um, And is there any position we didn't draft that surprised you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a phenomenal draft overall. I'd I'd give it a solid A effort for, for Andrew Barry and the boys. Um, you know, my, my favorite draft analyst is Dane Brugler and despite not picking until 74, we got six guys in his top 100 players. So, uh, by his standards, that's six guys with third round value or better. And so that's, that's absolutely phenomenal. You know, um, deviated, you know, Andrew Barry deviated a little bit from what he normally does, which it's good to see he's not so rigid in his ways that um, he's going to pass up great players when they drop to us. So um, good to see a little bit more flexibility there. Um, I think we addressed every every need that we talked about for the most part. Uh, I would say that if there is a need still, maybe a third safety, maybe one more linebacker. We did get a couple of good kind of priority undrafted free agents that maybe can fit the bill there. There's still some guys on the street that we could sign. I love what we did with the draft, though. It was it was 
lights out in my opinion. What were your thoughts on the undrafted free agents? Yeah. So we got three guys that I think could, could potentially make the team. Uh, so we got Ronnie Hickman is the safety from Ohio state. He had yep. hundred tackles for the team in 2021 all over the field. He's, um, you know, He's 21 years old. He didn't do the athletic testing, but I think he is a pretty phenomenal athlete. He was like a, you know, Rutgers scholarship for lacrosse, um, you know, multi, multi-sport, always a good sign. Uh, so like him as a player, uh, he was definitely supposed to be drafted pretty much consensus everywhere. So that's good value for us. And then um, Lonnie Phelps, another guy that I really like. He's a, a defensive end, former Miami of Ohio Red Hawk. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Transferred to KU, but he's, he's a tenacious pass rusher. Uh, we paid him a huge guarantee more than, more than any seventh rounder will make this year, um, you know, on their rookie deal. And so we did that last year to somebody too. We did it with two guys this year. So Diabate from, uh, from Utah, the linebacker, we did the same thing. So, um, I love that approach. Just, you know, blow your whole budget on, on a couple of guys <laughs> that actually have a chance to make the team. And, you know, uh, Diabate was great too. He, he was a nine, 9.11 relative athletic score, 21 years old, you know, fits the Andrew Berry profile. Great athlete. I think he's uh knock on him was he's pretty slow to kind of read what's happening and then just tries to make up for it with athleticism. So he might have to start on special teams and, um, you know, eventually work his way in. He was a Florida transfer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's a good sign when somebody is a transfer? Uh, It seems like we have a bunch of guys that are transfers. One, I'm hoping the answer is yes, just because we have a bunch of them. But if it indicates, I don't know that they're playing with a chip on his shoulder, not to go back to the Baker era but like i I don't know what causes people to make transfers in college but it seems like since something changed with the portal coaches we're doing it now look at siaki Ika. yeah he won a national title at lsu then transferred and like he played on that team that won a national title right right he wasn't like a fifth string defensive tackle and then went to baylor it just i don't know exposure coaching changes coaching relationships relationship with the team, the school, a lot of family, a lot of stuff goes into that. Um, let's just go just start off here. The third round, our pick 74 98. We started with Cedric Tillman wide receiver out of Tennessee. And then of course, Siaki Ika with number 98 defensive tackle out of Baylor third round. Connor, how surprised were you? Uh, did you totally rule it out that we took a wide receiver and what are your thoughts on Cedric? Yeah, no, I didn't. I wasn't ruling that out. Uh, you know, I thought if there were certain guys, if they dropped to us, then then they'd be a great pick at that spot. Cedric Tillman certainly qualifies. I mean, towards uh, right right up until the draft, I mean, there were a couple of mock drafts I saw that he was being mocked in the end of the first round to mm-hmm. teams like the Chiefs, and um, he he's a pretty amazing prospect. I mean, he played through an ankle ankle injury all of last year, which kind of dropped his stock. I think that's the reason he was available when we picked, but he was an alpha at Tennessee. He was their lead receiver over Jalen Hyatt. who yep. got picked the, the selection before us. And 
you know, like 6'3", 213, he's different than any other receiver that we've got on the team. And, you know, something I sent you guys during during the draft, I mean, he had absolutely monster games against the best competition that he played. So he put he put up 200 on Georgia and a touchdown, put up 150 and a touchdown against Alabama, both in 2021. Um, he's, a, he's a player, and he was, you know, 9.22 relative athletic score. The only thing that was not Andrew Barry-like, as I mentioned kind of earlier, is 23 years old. Yeah, so we must love him. Must He's love basically him. a grandpa. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think he he complements the other receivers that we have extremely well, and is, a, is an exciting prospect. Um, also, fun fact: he played with Dorian Thompson Robinson in high school, same team. So, Bishop Gorman out of Vegas, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. pretty interesting there. We seem to be doing a lot of that. Uh, uh, apparently, people are saying that. These are a lot of these picks, especially with Cedric, are picks that Deshaun Watson wanted. He said, I need a big dude to go for the 50 50 balls, and they got him one. That's good. Yeah. If we're going to guarantee a guy all that money, we might as well keep him happy. So I'm very interested to see. So, our wide receiver room now, I think our, our ceiling for that room is now a freak show because the guys we signed, the guys we're hoping are going to take a step up. You know, our own draft picks from the last few years. Um, I already have Amari Cooper, Cedric Tillman coming in. I think there's at least a handful of guys in that room who can make a play. Knock on wood. Absolutely. If we go with this kind of big spread thing where, you know, we've got four very, very talented receivers out there and we've got, you know, Njoku also splitting out. Like, you've got a bunch of guys that, can win contested catches. We've got our super speedy slot underneath. Uh, Mark Cooper is good at operating underneath, but then you send you know, like a DPJ and, and Tillman, those are both straight line burners to clear out the defense. There's a lot to like in terms of schematically what, what we can do with this group. So I'm into it. Siaki Ika, you called it, you nailed it. We drafted him. Thoughts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, uh, run defense was, was what we talked about as, the biggest need on defense. We're tired of getting gashed up the middle every single game for years and years. So he's a mammoth run defender at 335 pounds. He's the biggest guy on our defense the day. He steps into the locker room. I think he pairs really well with Dalvin Tomlinson, one of our free agent signings, who's also a great run stopper. So you get the two of those guys in the middle, really clog things up. That should immediately patch up. What was a giant weakness. I read that. Now, obviously, we drafted him for a number of reasons, but overall, our signings and our draft picks, the theme has been get bigger to match up better with Cincinnati. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... One of many think, themes, yeah. reasons, but obviously Pittsburgh, size Pittsburgh was a big rock. thing. Yeah, Pitt's going to pound the rock. Ravens are going to run the ball. AFC North football, you got to be big and tough in the trenches, and, and we've lacked that. So, oh, uh, we Last we got year... Last year, they made every team running back, like every team's running back had a career day against the Browns. And it's like, okay, do the total opposite of that. Is it fair to say somebody of his size has a a higher floor? Does that make sense? As a interior D lineman where it's like, hey, you don't have to put up uh, stupid sack numbers, but just clog the damn inside of that line. Yeah, I'd say that's absolutely true. I mean, 
he's just his sheer mass is going to be hard to get around, make people bounce outside just because he's standing there. You're not going to move him off off the ball and clear lanes. I could the defense. So, uh, hey, <laughs> great segue because and keeping to our time limit that I ruined because of my nap. Speaking of size, Dewan Jones, our third pick, which came in the fourth round, pick number one eleven, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. I forget who it was. I apologize, but one of our scouts, one of our college scouts. Uh, his quote was something along the lines of the first time I laid eyes on him two years ago, he was and still is the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. Now, scouts like ours and like every other scout around the road, what, 45 weeks a year, they see a bazillion college and pro players all the time. In fact, this guy said he is the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was very interesting, but he is a mammoth. Yes. Yeah. Six, eight. 375 pounds. <laughs> it's, uh, he's, he's got an 88 inch wingspan, which is you know, about seven and a third feet. Uh, Jesus. so, you know, good luck just getting around him again, even if he's just standing there flat footed, <laughs> you know? So, um, so that's, that's awesome. And, and, you know, the kicker is he's actually super athletic for being that enormous of a human you see his basketball highlights yeah dude he had he had division one offers to play mac basketball uh apparently that was his kind of first love um was focused on that all through high school and really turned his attention to football when he got to ohio state so that's great from a you know again potential standpoint what happens when he you know gets in a professional locker room and fully dedicates to football Joe Thomas on the radio this week said the Browns drafting him was a bit of a wake up call to one Jedrick Wills. Your thoughts, gentlemen. I, that got me so jet. That was the first thing I thought, like he looks, he looks huge. Like if that guy was born in the what, uh, 500 AD 300 <laughs> gladiator era, Imagine how much I was so scared where you were going with that. I, I, I literally thought, I don't know why my ADD brain just went there, but it's like, wow. Could you imagine if he was born in the era where people ran around with swords, he would be the greatest gladiator of all time. Um, but yes, put the pressure on Jed Wills, who seems to lack effort. Lack we, pick, we picked up his option. Like we all assumed. Yeah. And Fifth year like, option. Please play for the contract. Jed. I think we're getting a classic contract year high effort from him. But also they're two different, they're two different positions. Like Dewan Jones is going to play right tackle. Yeah. I don't know that he's ever played left tackle. I think yeah, I yeah. Love he even played right tackle in high school. So I don't, I don't know that he puts direct pressure other than showing him up. You know, now, yeah. Now yeah, M I Z Z O U Mizzou round four, pick one twenty six. Isaiah McGuire defensive end. Uh, everything I've been reading about this kid is that people were, were kind of shocked that he fell down to us in the fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, you know, for starters, your, your classic Andrew Berry pick 21 years old, 9.53 relative athletic score, lengthy athletic, you know, um, team captain, which I always love and yep. you know, team leader in sacks for two years in a row. So He's, he's a great pick at that point. He was a guy that I was texting you guys about on the wish list uh, while he was, he was dropping. So, uh, you know, I think he's a kind of a, more of a traditional defensive end 
Dame Brugler has him as a projected NFL starter early in his career. So, you know, maybe maybe he's the guy that ends up being our full-time complement across the way from Miles. I still would love to sign a veteran in the in the next few weeks, but that's we'll talk about that in another episode. Clowney's uh, still sitting out there. Who is? Jadavian Clowney is still sitting out there. Oh, good God. <laughs> Give me Frank Clark. I, I, I think he was – I think the press – that whole story was a little bit overblown, but that's a different episode. We're short on time because Kevin took a nap. Round, uh, round five, pick 140. I'm very interested in this one. DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, quarterback from UCLA, played five years at UCLA. He took that COVID year, so naturally broke every record there. Uh, the kid does not lack confidence. If you heard his comments right after he was drafted, he's like, yeah, you know, Deshaun's going to benefit from from an extra set of eyes like me watching him play stuff. I'm butchering that, but something like that. He's like, me and Deshaun are, are kind of the same in the sense that, you know, from the neck up, we're very, you know, we, we get into the playbook. We're cerebral. I'm again, I'm paraphrasing, but the kid is very confident. Um, and I'm very curious to see now we have four quarterbacks on the roster. We're not going to keep four, obviously. Very, very curious to see what this kid does uh, with us. What are your thoughts on that? I like him a hell of a lot better than the other two guys we've got in the backup spot. And, uh, you know, he's, he's one we talked about on the, the draft preview podcast as well. So yep. maybe the Browns brought in ahead of time. Um, you know, he's, he's a clean compliment to Watson. I don't think we have to change the offense if Watson goes down and we've got to sub him in for anything. Uh, Chip Kelly called him the, the toughest kid I've ever been around. Huh. So that's, a, that's a guy Chip. you love to see in the locker room. You know, Chip said that. Yeah. And he was running Chip's NFL offense out there for the last couple of years. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, if you guys saw the video that he posted on Instagram of him falling backwards into the water at the uh, suite he was in in Vegas, scared the shit out of me because when he looked at the actual pool he fell into, it was about two feet wide. There's a big metal railing. Anyway, that's either here nor there, but scared me. Um, Cause the most Brown thing in the world is, you know what I would say. Um, now the last two picks, um, this one made me laugh and I'll tell you why in a second round five, pick one forty-two. Cameron Mitchell, cornerback out of Northwestern. Now, but before we get into that, when I went to Ohio state at Northwestern football game last fall, when I saw that kid play, I tweeted this. I said, you know what? That's a kid right there. The Browns are going to take, he's Canton bound. I just knew it right there. Knew it with my own two eyes. He's going to be a Brown. Anyway, uh, when Raleigh put on the angry Browns, angry Browns fans, Instagram account, his draft grades of all uh, seven of our picks, all a pluses, by the way, Um, he put sarcastically Cameron Mitchell quarterback from Northwestern. Maybe he'll be uh, best friends with Greg Newsome. I was laughing out loud because they actually are best friends and have been best friends. Like Greg Newsome recruited him in Northwestern. And then they always talk about playing in the league together. Now they are. So um, he played in the slot in college. We obviously need some help there. Uh, in terms of our DBs, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to first off, give myself another pat on the back here. Cause after I named my five guys, I said one more guy to keep an eye on Cam Mitchell. Yep. And, sure did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that was a whole play on, you know, him being best friends with Greg Newsom since 11 years old playing the same, uh, you know, Browns had eyes on him while they were scouting Greg Newsom. You can be sure of that. Uh, another classic Barry guy, 21, 8.7 relative athletic score, checks all the boxes and just good for the locker room. I think I, I like, I like how more and more NFL teams and you saw with the Eagles as well, 
you know, bringing together guys that you already know mesh well together. And I think, yeah, more chemistry in the locker room is always a good thing. So you want to live on Northwestern kids and, and Notre Dame kids. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty, they're usually pretty wicked smart. Watched that movie a few nights ago. Yeah. yeah. Last but not least round six, pick one ninety. Luke Whipler center out of Ohio state. Why did we take now other people are, are lauding this pick too, as one of the better value picks um, that any team made. And I like it. He is a damn good football player, but when we have, you know, Posick and then we have Harris and why do we take another center who barring injury, God forbid, won't sniff the field for a little while. You just said it. I'll go first. O-line depth is everything. And for the past two years, he's a center. Guys, like the starters are phenomenal. He could play guard. You're phenomenal. Posted can definitely play guard. Posted can play guard. He did in Seattle when they got hurt. Yeah. yeah. But I guess I, and I, I, I agree. There's never too much depth on an offensive line. But if there's one area that we're very good in, it's center. So I'm just curious why we took Whipler, who, again, would not play for another several years. Knock on wood. Uh, they could be willing to. Do you think they could be gearing up for making a move? Like a trade? You know, I think we're. I, I guess I haven't seen the the PFF grades or anything. I w- I've never considered center to be like an ultimate strength of the team. There can always be an upgrade there. And, you know, Whipler was a guy that most mocks had him late second, third yeah. round. And it's the seventh round. So if you get a very good football player in the seventh round, that's. All right. So, so okay. So there, so I'm answering my own question then is because, or maybe not, but for the first time, maybe ever, we now have the luxury of just taking the best available player at that number position. Be damned. Yeah. And I mean, here's another, I'm overthinking it. He Luke Whipler is going to have playing in the Ohio state offense, more experience with shotgun snaps and what that kind of offense looks like, which maybe is more of what we're going to run with Deshaun he could be a cleaner fit there. So, mm. you know, CJ Stroud also, uh, one of the smartest offensive linemen he's ever been around. So a real cerebral guy, probably a fun guy for the locker room as well, not to get into too many qualitative things, but I don't know if you caught his segment. He's like a stand-up comedian and a juggler. Great Whipler is? Yeah. Yeah. So Sick. probably going to be good for some media sound bites. He's, he seems like a pretty funny guy. Uh, can you imagine as, and I don't disagree at all, but I'm thinking as a rookie going into an NFL locker room, if those boys find out that you consider yourself a stand-up comedian and a juggler, you are going to have to put on shows. That's going to be the rookie show this percent. year is him. Yeah. yeah. Thousand percent. Um, the one um, position I, 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 I like the draft a lot. Again, I'm taming my expectations. I said all off season going into this next season, I am so very high on Deshaun, but I'm just going to chill everywhere else. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, the one position I guess I would have tossed in here. I know we traded our last pick um, at the end of the draft running back. I guess, I mean, I guess I don't want to say you're, were you surprised, but you know, was that one position where you thought we would have taken one little surprised? Yeah. I mean, one for the price that the Eagles gave up to get DeAndre Swift. That would have been a pretty stellar move for us, but 
you know, the, the running backs that were available late, there wasn't anybody I was super in love with. They, they kind of went off the board a little earlier than I expected. And, you know, we talked about Jerome Ford the last time. I do think he's a very, very capable second running back. And there's still some guys out there to, you know, if we need to sign some veteran. Yeah. And again, I'm just talking depth. Yeah, I'm- it doesn't. If we get into camp and, and Ford isn't what we thought, then, then there's other moves to be made there. Apparently the folks in Berea are very high on him. Didn't have a lot of PT last year, obviously, but a lot of folks from that organization apparently love that kid. So I'm very curious to see what he does this year. Um, so Connor, once again, uh, we give your draft analysis an a plus because you correctly predicted at least two players that we picked. Um, gentlemen, any final thoughts on the draft a and question for Connor, uh, the Red Hawk that you had just met, what's his name that the Browns drafted? Lonnie Phelps. Was he the guy that you mentioned amongst the other players when you mentioned the Red Hawk uh, last week? Different Red Hawk. Ivan Pace was the guy that I was talking about. So, so, all right, you're on. So we're taking the league by storm. The Red Hawks are back, baby. We are so back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have some very fun interviews and other ideas coming up for the rest of this offseason. We got to oh. talk about our team training camp road trip they're taking you guys see that the green briar yep the hall of fame game we're gonna be playing in canton our we have a very unique camp and preseason setup right now so looking forward to getting in more into that and to some guests for the rest of the spring and summer uh connard sir once again thank you and we'll be talking to you sooner rather than later when you come on for our fifth annual connard fantasy draft special but they've okay, listened to Dogs of War podcast for Raleigh, for Connor, for myself. Good night, Cleveland. Listen. It was 1950 in the cold and rain when my father took me to my very first game. Said the Browns are going to show you how the game is played. Here we go again.